It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on this glorious Wednesday. Al, what's up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Um trying to think where to begin with this because i have a multiple things they're all very similar oh okay um, they're just uh, there's nothing it's silly silliness silliness um you know i you know for some reason i'm locked in to jeans right now oh my god again with the jeans but here's the problem now i've i looked at jeans online okay sue me i am bombarded with ads, oh, gene ads. but to the point jerry how are there so many types and brands of jeans? Because there's 500 million people in this country. But there are jeans and jeans yeah. and jeans that I'm not aware of these brands. Think about how many T-shirts there are. Yeah, I can almost understand that more. I feel like when people, I don't know like how often you buy jeans. I buy jeans like once every six years. Oh, I would say I would say once a year. Really? I buy two you pairs. freshen it up. You I freshen buy two up two pair every every year. And will you get rid of the old pair? Um, the old pair usually turn out to be the pair that I wear outside. Okay, so then the pair you were wearing outside, those get tossed. It's like Correct. a rotation. Yes. yes. So the new jeans come in, they replace the dream jeans you're currently wearing. Those jeans go to the um going to work outside jeans, the current work outside jeans go to the trash. Correct. Well, yeah, That's they nice go system. to the recycle bin. What a life cycle of your jeans they're treated better than uh fresh fruit and and vegetables (laughs) that end up in the garbage disposal what i generally do jerry is i uh turn a pair into cutoffs for the summer no you don't (laughs) did you ever wear cutoff jeans yeah when i was nine yeah like back in the day yeah well you're talking about ones you you cut yourself you're talking about denim shorts denim shorts yeah i wore you remember i wore them to giants camp and uh craig destroyed me for it what's wrong with my what's wrong with these haven't worn them since denim shorts complex now right those used to be a thing yes they were a thing denim shorts but yeah the cutoffs that's when we were really young yeah i would say when i was eight or nine probably my mom probably cut them and i I wore them i was actually thinking of taking a pair of my old jeans Cutting them off and just wearing them here one day without saying anything. That would be hilarious. I mean, that and would, showing off those legs. I just show up in my my cut off shorts. That would be high funny. socks and yeah, sneakers. That would be good. Yeah, that I'm thinking about doing it. But yeah, yeah, I was wondering. That's a that's a good life cycle for jeans. I love that they have they get into going to different places because you do need jeans for like it's going to be muddy outside. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be changing the oil in my car. Jeans Can't are the one jeans. thing that can be used. For, like, you can literally wear jeans to a, I don't want to say a gala. I'm not going to go that that crazy. But you can go to a nice event in jeans and a sports coat. Yes. You can wear jeans to change the oil in your car. You go mm-hmm. to jeans to go to a ballpark. You wear jeans for anything. Anything. Yep. In fact, I wore brand new black jeans to Boomer's event on. Like uh, the ones I'm wearing right now. Yeah. And I think you could get away. No, you can't get away with wearing older, beat up. No, black no, no, jeans. no, no. They got to look crisp. But I also think, like, God forbid, I have a funeral in my, not for me, but a funeral for somebody I'm attending. I, I think I could get away with the black jeans there as well. Yeah, I don't see any right? reason why you can't. Or Absolutely. like a wake, not funeral, but a wake. Go we a had wake. an interesting conversation about pants at Boomer's event because I was not in traditional slacks. I was in the Adidas. I don't know what you call them, flex, that really cool sport material. Yeah. They're so comfortable. But with the jacket on, it covers the band. You have no idea what they are. And they look like slacks. Yep. But they're not. Like anything, you wear black, you look fine. Right. Oh. That's the thing. It's like not only jeans, but you're saying all these other materials now. The chinos. You familiar with chinos, Jerry? Back in the day, sure. Yeah. So those are those are things now. So I am just getting bombarded. And I just can't figure out. 
Like I'm I'm interested in trying jeans. I'm not gonna order them and then have them not fit and have to return them. Yeah, well that's, that's why, why I told you I've never bought jeans online. That's, that's why that's I wonder one thing I try on. A lot of these companies that are sending me ads, I think are only online. No. Doesn't work for me. But why does it work for other people and not don't us? I don't know. I don't know. What is Couldn't different about us, Jerry? I don't know. I'd have never tried to buy jeans online. Yeah. It's I, I would not buy pants online, period. Yeah. It's hard enough to buy t shirts online. Yeah, they fit weird. Sometimes the material isn't as nice as yes. you'd like it to be. That is very true. Yep. I like the, only the soft thing, material. I feel like I can consistently buy online and be happy. Hoodies. For the most part, yes. Like, for the most part, I'm a large hoodie. It works for me. Yes. T-shirts second. Yeah. Nothing's third. Everything else, long sleeve, button down, none of that works online. Button downs. So, that's so funny you bring that up because on Saturday trying to figure out what button down I was going to wear for this event. Yeah. Because um, it was, while it was still a sort of black tie, sort of more casual because it was the Fiesta theme, I didn't feel pressured to have the tuxedo, and I was trying to be more of a fun look, if you will. So I'm like, you know what? I went to uh, Wisconsin with Rutgers. I packed a nice button down to wear with my tie and then my little... And my fat neck, I couldn't shut the top. And then I was, I had to go buy a shirt because I wasn't going to wear it. So I'm like, yeah, it's time to. It was rainy Saturday. So I took out all the, uh, all the button down shirts that oh, I had. Out of your closet. 22 of them I had wow. in my closet. You know how many of those fit? And they were all the same size, large. Any idea how many of those 22. fit? Out of 22. And they all fit at one point because I wouldn't have been yes, in your closet. Correct. Out of 22, I'm going to say 11 fit. Four. Four. And when I say fit, I mean really comfortable. Like I will wear this. Yes. Yeah. Then I had four that I could wear a little snug in the neck. I could snap it no problem, but a little snug in the neck, and then the rest of them forget. So eight of them I could kind of wear, four I could definitely wear, and the other 13 were folded up and put in a bin that I called the thin bin because I'm too fat right now to wear them. Correct. That's my thin bin. But my point is they all fit differently. They didn't fit, but some were tight under the armpits. Some made me look pregnant. Others, I couldn't snap the neck, but the rest of it fit. And they were all large. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I know. It's very confusing. It's very difficult. I don't know how clothing companies do it online, other than they got to have some sort of... I know they all accept returns, and they're all great with it. It's just such a pain in the ass. Sure is. Sure is. Even like these companies, I told you I bought random jeans from uh, Rag and Bone. It's a store in New York, and I yeah. ordered them online. It sounds like a wild Friday night. Rag and bone. Rag and bone. And um, I had a return pair that didn't fit. And they go, like, uh, I went to go return it, and, and online, I set up my return. They go, hey, I dropped them off at Staples. I was like, okay. And I thought, oh, so I don't have to package this up. I could just bring it to Staples. Even that. Now I got to go to Staples? Yes, you do. It's still a pain in the ass. It's still a pain in the ass. Now, if you go to the store, you try them on, they either fit or they don't fit. Right. And the other thing is, was buying pants or jeans in particular like if you were to order like i like to order my go-to order would be 31 32 31 waist 32 length and i got i get them in and they fit but would a 30 32 fit better i don't know that's true because this does fit but does it fit like it should fit hmm. i have nothing to compare it to Jerry. i don't know what to tell you because people go, oh, then order both pair and return the one you... No, now, but now we're back to a pain in the ass. Correct. Yes, exactly. Correct. Yeah. I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just want... Here's where I want. I need where to get... Where can you find size 40 30s? <laughs> I'm not here's that bad. I want to get I'm to not a, that bad. Here's where we need to get to a point. You know how easy, like, Amazon has made it so easy. Yes. They just show up at your house. Mm-hmm. It goes... We need a situation where it's like I order pants. They don't fit. I just leave them on my porch. And they come get them. <laughs> well, you... You got to pay. You can do that. You can order a pickup from the post office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And UPS as well. But you got to pay for it now. You do. Of course. Which makes sense. As opposed to Amazon, you bring it to Kohl's and they just take it from you. Or you take it to Staples, they just take it from it. My favorite is Amazon. When you go, this doesn't work. They go, don't even send it back. And it's never happened to me yet. Oh, I've gotten it for probably two items in the last probably two years. I Man, never. Smaller items. Not only has that never happened, they don't refund my money until they receive the product back. (laughs) That's got to be based on the company that you did business with through Amazon. 
Yes. I'm sure these smaller companies, they're not going to give you your money back till they get the product back. And the yeah. bigger companies are like, oh, whatever, tax write-off. Right. That product didn't work. Uh, that's never happened to me. I hope it does one day. Me too. That would be kind of cool. I hope it does for you too, Jerry, because it feels good. I bought a new Dell computer. It ain't working all. Keep it. <laughs> okay, thanks. Not worth it to ship it back. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's been dumb things. Like I think I had like a, I got a, a drain, st- like a sink stopper. Yeah. That didn't fit in my sink for whatever reason. They're like, don't send that back. You know, it's funny. I got a new Fitbit watch uh, delivered yesterday. You had to see the box they sent it in. It could have fit two bowling balls. <laughs> I get home from work. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what did Kim get? You know, I figured yeah, she ordered did, something. What, what did we order? And so I open the door. I come in the garage. I go out the front door. I pick it up. I'm like, oh, there's nothing in this thing. I'm like, this cannot be the watch. It can't be. The box was, it was huge. I open up the box. Sure enough, nothing but paper and right underneath this small little box with a watch. I'm like, God damn, what'd they do? Run out of boxes? Yeah. I like the big bubble things they send in the packages. The, oh, the uh, the bubble envelopes? No, not the bubble envelopes. Like, you, oh, the, Amazon, the popcorn you, snapping yeah, stuff. No, not the popcorn one. Like, I've been getting these in things I get from Amazon. You get it in the Amazon box, and then they're this strip of air. They're not poppers. They're like, it's this big of thicker. a... Thicker. Thicker, yeah. yeah. And you got to put a put a pocket yep. knife through it. Mm. And it goes, You see what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah, I heard the first four times. Five, six. <laughs> uh, strangely, I have had a number of people reach out to me about what brand jeans and pants Bruce Springsteen Boy, there's wearing. a lot of desperate people out there. Like, people are writing to me, multiple wow. people. And then uh, I made one final move, which I'm, I promise I'm going to stop after this. Another one? Yeah, I promise I'm stopping after this. What one. now? So a guy reached out to me. He said, my wife says Bruce Springsteen shops at this retailer. I forget. It's a name I never heard of. Mm-hmm. Willie and something. I don't know. She goes, "These are the he's wearing these pants. So I clicked on the link. I saw them. I'm going to scroll down a little bit on this website to the uh, contact page. Oh, God. You did not ask them if Bruce buys those jeans from them, did you? The email might have sounded something like this. Hi there. Um, Curious, is Bruce Springsteen wearing your brand pants on this current tour? If so, could you let me know which style that is? So I'm waiting for that reply email later today. That's a great endorsement. Right. Do you think they'll answer me or they won't answer? Really? No. I got to say, I email (laughs) a lot of customer care. I've heard. (laughs) So I've heard. And I get a lot of response. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Like I think, You know why? They don't get a lot of emails. <laughs> I think business Holy is, crap, an email came in. I, th- I think businesses really like communicating that way with their customers. Not over the phone. They do not want to talk to you. That is they true. don't want to talk to you. But they do want to reach out via email. I really have found that. All right. Well, maybe you will get an answer. When did you send this email? <clears throat> not during the show today, Jerry. Definitely okay. not. All right. Some other time. So I would say if you don't, if you haven't heard from them by Friday, you're not going to hear from them. Oh yeah, no. I see. To me, even like I sent that this morning. If I don't get a response today, I don't think I'm getting a response. Probably not. Do you think they're? You think they know if Bruce Springsteen's wearing their pants? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. My guess would be yes, because I, I would think someone has taken a photo and sent it to them. Because I got to tell you, he's wearing the same. I'm not saying it's the same exact pair. You might have, it's the same. I'm telling you, he probably has multiple pairs of the same pants, but it's the same every night. All right. Well, good for him. But I'm thinking, so they would at this point have to know that these pants are being Yes. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. No question. So they're probably excited about it. And they're probably like, probably in some sort of meeting today, they'll be like, someone inquired. Yeah. The problem is they'd have to, you know, they're going to have to pay him. Oh yeah, if it's if if he were to be endorsed, them, which he's not. But that would be some endorsement. That'd be some endorsement. Here's the weird thing though about Bruce Springsteen and these pants. They're not exactly jeans. They're some other type. He's really going with a lot of extra material in the length. Okay, that's not. Really, I don't like short jeans either. Yeah, I would prefer them long, and I don't want them. I don't like shoe tripping over them. Right. 
but I do not like short jeans. I don't I like short pants, period. Yeah, that became a thing. Yeah, like my last, me. the pair of jeans I've been wearing for probably the past five to six years, shorter than. Yeah, I'm not into that. I bought in these new ones I bought, I bought, I got a little extra length. I don't blame you. But the, but it, I got to tell you, just having the little extra length makes it feel like, wow, these pants feel long on me. Just because okay. I got so used to yeah, the sure. other way. Yep. But growing up, we never had short pants. That would have been weird. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But I don't the, remember much. I really don't. The Bruce Springsteen ones are aggressively extra inches. All right. On the bottom. I understand. Uh, I'm continuing to watch this um, reality show about golden auctions on uh, Netflix. This is about the people who sell uh, the memorabilia. memorabilia. Yeah. Do you have any memorabilia you that you that means something to you? No. Um, the only thing I have, nothing means anything to yeah. me. I do have... Just because, you never know. I guess one day it could be worth something. It probably won't be. I do have Tiger's first cover on Sports Illustrated. I have that. I have that magazine wrapped in plastic. I believe I have Jeter's first cover on Sports Illustrated wrapped in plastic. Um, trying to think what else I've saved. I have a Henry, a Hank Aaron baseball card, not a rookie card. I have a Hank Aaron card in a plastic casing. That I bought for like, man, I bought it at the hobby shop in Matawan in like 1988. I remember I saved up all my, I was working already at 14. I was doing, I had a paper route and I was cutting grass. I believe I spent $75 on that card in 1988. It's probably worth $76 now. Right. But I still have that. Um, Other than that, I have all my, I do have my uh, books of baseball cards of players that I really thought were going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean, pages and pages of um, Greg Jeffries. That didn't work out so good. How are those? What are those worth? They're not. I don't still have their common cards worth a penny. Yeah. I still, uh, yeah, I still have them. I had um, pages full of Ken Griffey Jr. cards, but unfortunately they mass produced them and we were, we got into it too late. So those aren't worth anything. Uh, but other than that, no, not really. Yeah. No. There was an inch. So so Peyton Manning is also an investor in this company. Mm-hmm. So he was on the show, of course. And they had him at a memorabilia. He had he had a piece of memorabilia. He's like into wanting to sell his own memorabilia mm-hmm. now. He has a Sports Illustrated where he is on. It's like um, he has the top half of the cover in his Tennessee uniform. Yeah. And the bottom half of the cover is his father, Archie Manning. That's cool. From his and the label on it is to Peyton. It was when Peyton Manning was a subscriber to Sports Illustrated. Yeah, yeah. So it's his label for the apartment in Tennessee. How cool is that? Yeah, that's actually pretty. They neat. seem like that's worth something. I think. I would think that would be worth a lot. Yeah, especially coming from him. Yeah, you know. I never really understood the the buying of the memorabilia. That you have no personal connection to, like you bought those Sports Illustrateds. No, you bought them. I had a subscription. No, I mean you—that's what I mean. You, you, you were getting them and yeah. saved them. Yes, you didn't go out fifteen years later and buy it. No, I think it's different if you have it yourself from from something. I think it depends on what you're doing it for. If you're doing, so I'll give you an example. A friend of mine um, does. He's retired. He's in a. He's a former cop. Retired. We've retired at like forty-two or something. Now he's like 52, but he was bored. And so instead of doing security, he decided to, as a hobby, start going to, you know, when they have uh, estate sales? Yes. Whether people pass away, divorce, whatever the case may be. He decided, he went to an estate sale with a friend of his and realized, wow, you can get a lot of nice stuff here and then resell it. So he started very small with eBay. He now has his own store. And what he started doing was estate sales, yes, but he also started, he's such a big baseball fan, he started reading all the reports of these potential superstars in single and double A and buying their minor league baseball cards. He hit on one big one, Aaron Judge. Wow. And he's got a bunch of them. Now, he's, now listen, you miss on a lot, too, but when you're buying those, you're buying them for a dollar. Oh, yeah, they don't cost you anything. And so in a case like that, he had no connection to Aaron Judge. He didn't know who he was, but it was more investment-type thinking. And he's got, I think he's got four or five of them, and they're worth a lot. And he sold a couple when he hit the 60-second home run last year. But 
So there's two different ways of doing it. It's a personal connection or you're trying to make money. Right. It's interesting to see these guys on this show that have massive collections. Yeah. And they're a bunch of multi-millionaire people that have these mm -hmm. multi-million dollar collections. And how they, like the guy be like, this is uh, Jordan's uh, first uh, red jersey when he was with the Bulls. It's like, uh, how do you know? Says that? who? Yeah, I well, I know. But but they do it. They have to get a proof. They have to get proof of it. Yeah. So on this show, I don't know how they do it. They never really fully explained how they do photo, photo, um, I forget what they call it, but it's it's having an expert looking at a photo of Jordan from that game and saying this is sure. the jersey. Yeah. Right. Photo but authentication. He, but even that, Howie, I mean, I'm sure it gets washed. Right. Like, because you could sit there and say, well, the blood stain is still on a. You can tell me that jersey wasn't washed right after the game, right? Uh, I, I know. And what then you're also, saying. how do they get them? I wonder. I don't know. You'd have to talk to one of the equipment guys at one of the teams. Yeah, the way they. I mean, you see it in football when a guy threw with the football's first touchdown, they yeah, catch yeah. it, send it to the sideline, or even the baseballs. And who gets that? I, I don't wonder. Know. I, there's got to be somebody within the organization where that's their job. Has to be because this one guy had such a collection of all these different, mainly NBA related sure. stuff, but like. These uh, jerseys from the, you know, Clyde Drexler's uh, Olympic yeah. Dream Team yeah, yeah. outfit. Like, what? Yeah. From how, how did you get that? It's a great question. It's an interesting, yeah. interesting and yet sometimes seedy business. Yes. It does seem seedy. Because I do think there's a lot of fakes out there. Yeah. And I'm not saying from this group particularly. They right. seem to be the top in the world. But I wouldn't trust a lot of people. Well, that's the thing. They have to authenticate yeah. everything. Yeah. And there was one thing. Somebody showed up with um, Michael Jackson's. Get this, Jerry. Michael Jackson's washcloths from a hotel in Germany. Okay. Right. That's random. So this person had it. Now they were, they were able to authenticate that Michael Jackson did stay at that hotel at this particular time. But there was no; they didn't have any photographic evidence of Michael Jackson with a washcloth. Right. Plus, you'd need DNA evidence or something. So How they are... didn't. They didn't take it, right. and the seller was so disappointed. Yeah, they probably thought they were sitting on a a big pot of gold. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. No, we can't authenticate this. No, you're not. They go like this. Unfortunately, there's no photos out there of Michael Jackson with washcloths. <laughs> oh, you're fun. kidding. So this is basically like Pawn Stars. But a much more elaborate. Much more elaborate, and and it's not just random people walking in. No, no, I know. It's like big-time collectors right. who want to sell. The, the, here's what I've seen so far. It's big-time collectors who want to who auction off some of their items and random everyday people who get a hold of something like uh, like a, a, a one-out-of-one one card that's hidden in a pack, right. and there's one in the world. And some random kid in New Zealand got it. Mm -hmm. And that kid wants to see what it's worth. Yep. So it's that sort of thing. Makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm getting into it now. I, I wasn't sure I was into it. Now I'm cl clearly free. Now you're locked in. Now I'm locked in. Sounds good to me. That's well, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I don't know if I could do that job, though. I think it's fun. Be a golden auctions guy. There's a young group of people doing yeah, it. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, we always talk about what will we do if we get fired or we decide it's time to move on. That to me seems fun. Yeah. You know? Oh, this was a weird one that they authenticated. Ric Flair, a Ric Flair robe. Okay. He, That's in the promo, actually. Okay. He came to the auction house to authenticate it. How so, yeah, that? That was, this was my robe. I wonder and if they he, pay him to do that. They had to. Yeah. And he's even like, look at the stitching. This is the woman's the the woman who made all the robes for the wrestlers. It was just some woman and some seamstress woman. It's funny what we think is valuable. Like, why is that valuable? Yeah. And and it's crap. And it's like Ric Flair said when he would he would buy he would have this woman make him a robe for every big event. He said he has had thirty seven in his career, thirty seven different robes. He said and they reach about fifteen grand each. Wow. He tried to buy one back for two hundred fifty grand from a guy who wouldn't sell it to him. Wow. Yeah. That seems rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's pretty good. It's wild stuff. Do you Jim. have anything? I don't have anything that's. I have I have two items that I think are just more they're interesting to me, but I don't know that it's worth right. anything. No, that's different. Uh, that's, yeah, that's one is the stuff. Muhammad Ali autograph, but he autographed it to me on an airplane. Okay, 
I don't have any authentication of no. it. Other well, than... a, a, uh, an autograph authenticator can probably do that. Can look at that. Yeah. Uh, and then I have the thing that uh, the the John Mellencamp drawing that he drew while he we were doing a radio tour, and he was he doodled and he doodled this very pretty good. You know, he's an artist. Yeah. And he doodled this that character. That would be worth money if you had a photograph of him doing it. Oh yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't. It's on the only thing I have, but there's no way to authenticate it. Is it it's on a, a sheet of paper that has the printout of all the radio stations and the hosts mm. that he doodled on. But that's just something like I wouldn't. I, that's just something I I kept for myself. I don't blame you, but that could be worth money. Could be worth something. It could be. Maybe I'll bring it. Ooh, how about this, Jerry? I bring it to Indiana with me. It's a good idea. And I have John authenticate it. That would be perfect. And then I sell it to Golden Auctions. And you make millions of dollars. John, do you... Oh, I wonder if I could get that signed. You know someone now. I do know someone in the John Mellencamp thing. Why not? I say, hey, can we, would John mind signing this? John, please. You'll lose your contact. <laughs> That'd be the end of that. Please, John. Get to your seat. They sold it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> please, John, sell. Please sign this for me. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show, will All we? Right. Stop wasting time here. Uh, warm-up next, you. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, we do this midweek. It's Wednesday. I see Billy Jockalone out there. That means we're coming to the end of the week. The Eddie Scazzeri, hello to you, sir, and Al Josh Dukes. I know it's been a big, big Tuesday, and you're ripped up and ready to rock today. I sure am, Jerry. I was excited for the Knicks one, because here's the thing. To even that series up, because you got now, today's Wednesday, right? You got three days of nothing. Yeah, we got no game Wednesday, no game Thursday, no game Friday. So strange. Yeah, so you can't, you go down two games and then have to wait three full days. Oh, that'd be a killer. Killer, Jerry. You know, you got both teams actually feeling really good about themselves because the Heat came and did what they will tell you they needed to do. They got one. The Knicks will tell you, all right, we didn't have Julius Randle in game one. We got game two, and they feel great. They're off a win. Yeah. They can enjoy the next few days. So everybody's happy in this series. Plus, I think the one thing the, this game yesterday proved, the Knicks have stronger ankles than the Heat. I suppose you could make that case. Although Julius Randle did miss a few games. Right, but right now, like as of right now, better ankles, Knicks. Yes, yeah, but then we'll see on Saturday when, when Jimmy Butler's back. Right. But Jimmy Butler missed a key game with an ankle injury. Meanwhile, our two ankle dudes showed right up, played yeah. no problem. Though Julius Reynolds did miss playoff games. Which ones? <laughs> the Cavaliers. Ah, that we won I that don't know. series. Game, game one on Sunday. <laughs> and they lost that, Jerry. That's yes, just what I'm did. saying. Yes, You've got to man up, uh, wrap that ankle. Spike was telling me that ankle injuries are all in the heel, which I didn't understand. Cause I, I don't either. Because I said, you know, look, just wrap the ankle up. Well, then wrap the heel up. I mean, do something. Put Dr. Scholl's pads in your sneakers. <laughs> yeah, you could always do that. I think the Heat were smart. They got game one. Now Jimmy Butler's going to have almost a full week of rest. I know. You said that yesterday. You yeah. said if he doesn't play, yeah. it's a, you, you like the strategy because even if you lose, you took one game on the Correct. road. You get the... All these days now, plus yesterday not playing, yeah. plus the rest days before that. So that man's going to be uh, 
and I'd go right for his ankle. You, you got to, Jerry. Do you think someone steps on his yeah, foot on purpose? You have to. <laughs> yeah. Nothing would shock me these days, but I, would, I, right? don't, I don't expect that, though. That said, the Heat had every chance to win that game last night. Yeah, the, I was reading, Jerry. The Knicks had to come back in the fourth quarter to they, win that game. Not only well, they had to come back. They were down six or seven midway through the fourth quarter. And then at 101-100, they scored the next seven points. So they won it late for sure. And they played – there was one sequence with, with Hartenstein making all these uh, – with all these rebounds. They had the ball for like a full minute. They out-toughed the heat down the stretch, I would say, last night. So Jimmy Butler doesn't even dress then, right? He wasn't even in a uniform. He was not. He no, I no, 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 no. When you're out, you're out. You're out. And he was out. Okay. So, but he'll be back Saturday. Uh he will be back on. I will. I will be stunned yeah. if he doesn't play on. It was weird too. You talk about the ankles. Yeah, a lot like, of ankles. They asked Jalen Brunson in the post game press conference last night after the game, like, when did the? Because everybody was surprised when he popped up on that injury report, like. Like, when did he get hurt? So they asked him. He's like, yeah, I started not feeling good after the game. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And they so said, he played the full game, and only after the game does his ankle bothering him? That's pretty much what he said. So I don't think there was ever a doubt in his mind he was playing last night. Mm-hmm. But just weird. You would think normal wear and tear after 82 games plus these playoff games. But it must have been something that really bothered him. You got to get bionic ankles somehow in the NBA if bionic. you want to play a full season. Bionic ankle? Did you? Yeah. Did you like, see this story about the guy who has legs sewn on backwards by mistake? The doctor sewed his leg on backwards. I don't know if it was by mistake or it was because he had bone cancer. Oh. Really strange. So, but this was a procedure where the doctors accidentally put his leg on backwards. I don't want to use the word accidentally. He was he had his legs sewn on backwards on purpose. Again, I'm not sure of that part. <laughs> I'm just saying. Very strange to see it. And you're talking about bionic ankles. They can do anything these days. They can sew your leg on backwards. Maybe you you could have uh, rods put down there. Rods, Jerry? Rods. Steel rods. You ever go to a doctor now? Like, they really, I guess because they've made mistakes in the past, so Mm -hmm. a leg on backwards, amputate the wrong thing. They'll, like, ask you right before you're about to go in for surgery what you're there for, which is alarming if you're a patient. Like uh, Sure. You don't know I'm here for... We've had how many <laughs> visits? Yeah, but they want to make sure. They'll be like, now, what are you here for today? Uh, I think you're repairing <laughs> a hernia on my right side. All right, let me put a big Sharpie marker on that. Right on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we forget sometimes. Yeah. We're really nothing special. We're just part of their workday. Right, and he's like, ah, I took the wrong leg off. <laughs> well. You didn't tell me. <laughs> You got to tell me which leg you're here for. That's why I asked. Oh, funny. Anyway, so yeah, so their ankles, uh, that would be good. Okay, good. Well, Not their ankles, these ankle injuries. The anymore. Knicks' ankles held up last night, Jerry. <laughs> they did. <laughs> now, I didn't see any video of this yet, but I was reading uh, that Aaron Rodgers went to this game. There were a lot of people. Well, again, it's the garden, it's the playoffs. Everybody shows up. That he went with Sauce Gardner, though, this time. Alan Al Lazard. Lazard out. Out. Was Lazard not there at all? That I'm not sure. Right. I'm not either. Because we don't even, no one even cares that he shows up. They're just like, oh, Aaron Uh, Rodgers is here. Very rude. Very rude. Very rude. Right. Sauce Gardner probably didn't get any love, and he's been a Jet. All right. Let me ask you this. You go to a game with Boomer. Yeah. They show Boomer on TV, Mm -hmm. and you're in the camera shot. Yeah. And you get completely ignored. Yeah. That's expected. That bothers you, right? Well, I, I think that would be expected, but I'm not a pro athlete. I'm not. No, but you are also part of this show for 15 years yeah. with him. But I think like Boomer would be shown as a former NFL quarterback, host of NFL Today, Boomer. I don't think they'd put Boomer up and be like host of WFAN. Mm. All right, fair enough. So therefore, I am out. Jerry. You're out. I understand. I am out. All right. I guess the better comparison would be if that was was Geo next to him and he wasn't referenced, yeah. or if Craig back in the day wasn't referenced. Well, Craig would have made Boomer. himself known. He'd have been jumping, jumping jacks. <laughs> that is very true. Now, why did Emmanuel quickly only play nine minutes, Jerry? It's a good question, Al. Oh, we don't really have a full on answer yet. I I don't. Hmm. I do not. Hmm, 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 hmm. I well, I problem. did all my work on Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart. 
Isaiah Hartenstein and uh, what's his name? And Julius Randle. I was going to say, the Knicks do spread it around. Like, when you look at, like, uh, points and things, like, it, it's pretty even. It's pretty evenly uh, spread well, you out had, there. I mean, you had three guys in particular yeah. with uh, Brunson, Randle, and um, R.J. Barrett. Outstanding. I mean, really, it was very – and Hart is yeah, Hart is a really good player. And not only that, he is so likable. Like, his attitude – like, that's the type of – this is going to sound nuts because he's not – LeBron James. I I'm not I'm not even comparing him to that level of player. That's the type of guy I want to give forty million dollars a year to. He seems like he just it bothers him when they lose. He loves it when they win. He seems like a team guy. Winning is everything to him. He seems like a good dude. That's the guy I want to pay. So that's a guy you wouldn't mind seeing a big contract. No, I I think the guy's outstanding. I mean, you want to talk about Jalen Brunson is awesome. I'm not saying anything to the contrary. But you want to talk about a guy that was like the missing piece to what could be a conference finals team? He's been it. He's been, I mean, since they got him, I wasn't aware how good a player he was. He does so many things on the court. And he had one of the biggest shots last night, that corner three. Is he your MVP of the series thus far? I'm not saying that. No, no, right. no I'm not saying I that. I would. Well, there's one one. I can even have an MVP. I'm saying so far. No. Just so far. Like, if it ended today in a tie, mm, no. who would you give it to? Not him. Okay. I don't think. No. Hmm. Did you like that Carmelo Anthony got a standing? Well, that I'm not sure a standing me. ovation. But, but, but he got an ovation he for He got sure. a loud ovation. Yeah. Now, they put up on the screen Nick's legend. Yeah, was I think we throw Knicks that. Legend? We throw that. No. He was a Knicks player. He was a, he was a great Knicks player. Knicks great. legend. What titles did he win? No titles, right? Okay. Did he was he here for fifteen years? No, that's what I mean. So, I don't think he's Nick's like, legend. Patrick Ewing didn't win an NBA title. Patrick Ewing is a Nick legend. Yes, his whole career here. I I know he played at at the end. Whatever. Where did he play? At the Not, end? Oh, Seattle. Supersonics. Ninety nine percent of his career was in New York. He gave you his blood and guts every game. That's a Nick's legend. Carmelo Anthony was a really good player, but I no. I'm sorry. What about Jeremy Lin? Nick's legend. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. What? You. We throw that word around way too much. <laughs> they probably just like, what do we put up on this screen? We can't. We put former Nick. Nick's great. That's fine. Nick's great. Okay. Absolutely. That's fair. Yeah. They had Nick's legend. Yeah, I, I'm not legend. To me, is reserved for Clyde Frazier, for Patrick Ewing, um, those guys. Not, not Carmelo. Anthony. Not Carmelo. No. Okay. No. Sorry. All right. I, that's what I'm with you on that one. I saw it. I was like, not a Nick's legend. But what else do you write? But Nick's great would be good. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So he got a nice ovation, Jerry. Yeah. Well, and you know what? As time goes by, he will be remembered more fondly every which every time that he goes up on the big board. Okay, good. That doesn't surprise me. And I saw him talking to Spike Lee, who looks very small compared to <laughs> tall NBA players. So what I. <laughs> I'd like to see you talking to uh, mm-hmm. Nick's legend Carmelo Anthony. He's not a legend. No. Oh. Uh, no, I, I I'll pass. Hmm. It's very emasculating. It is, yeah. Well, it's small when you feel you like feel a, like a child. Feel like a very small man. Uh-huh. Now with Aaron Rodgers back at the Garden, Jerry, he said. Uh, I guess he was on Pat McAfee yesterday. He did a, he did a pop in. It was Pat McAfee's birthday or something. So he called into surprise. What he turned thirty five. <laughs> he surprised Pat McAfee. But he said he wants to uh, go to a Yankee game and possibly throw out a first pitch. Didn't I read that the Mets invited him to throw out a first pitch? I did. I saw SNY put that out there, that the Mets have invited him. So he's not interested in the Mets? He wants to go to Yankee Stadium? I'm just wondering, did the Mets invite him after he said he wanted to? I saw this yesterday prior to hearing anything about the Yankees. So I don't. I don't know, but I also didn't see him with McAfee, so I'm not sure. I don't know the timing of it. Yeah. Boy, someone, whoever's in charge of uh, asking for people to throw out the first pitch at the Yankees, he's got to be like, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't ask Aaron Rodgers before he said something in public. Serious question. Yeah. If you're the marketing director yes. for the Brooklyn Cyclones or the Staten Island Yankees, do you make that call? No, I'm not wasting my time. But what if he says yes? How do you know he's going to say no? I mean, it is your job, is it not? Uh, yeah, but you got to know your limits. Why? Because everyone has limits. You got to know. But you don't, but what if he's, what what if he's a baseball geek and he was fired up to go do that? Like the Staten Island Yankees, as I saw the other day when I took the ferry, I see that that stadium overlooks Manhattan. Gorgeous. 
What if he's a New York and baseball geek and they send him a photo of what it looks like and he's like, oh, you know what? I got no, I'm single. I got nothing to do. What the hell? Maybe I go meet some Staten Island chicks. You never know. You never know. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers fell in love in Staten Island when he <laughs> threw out the first pitch for a Staten Island Yankees game and met a lovely woman. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I don't even think like he's interested in the Mets. He might not be. I don't know. Although I think you got to do, like, you don't want to favor one team over another locally because mm-hmm. you don't want to piss off the fans. That's why, like, he shows up to the Ranger game. He's not in any Rangers gear. Like, most of the time they throw you in a jersey. He was Aaron Rodgers. He was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I do like And I know that. at Knicks games, most people other than Spike Lee don't wear a Knicks jersey at the games. But I think if you go throw out the first pitch at a Yankee game, you got to go throw out a first pitch at a Met game. Because someone also has to educate uh, Aaron Rodgers on, like, mostly Mets fans or Jets fans. That is very true. Mostly Yankee fans or Giants fans. Yeah. Mostly. It's not 100%, not but you're 100%. right. That is very... Right. So you're on the Jets. You've got to throw out the first pitch for the Mets. And you can do both, by the you way. You can. Especially being so new here. You can go appease both fan bases. Yes, you can. Because they get a good event. He, even at Yankee Stadium, we'll get a really good ovation. Absolutely. So... I would do both. You're right. Kind of cool to be Aaron Rodgers right now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, man. You, everyone wants you to do stuff. You probably could ring the bell on Wall Street. Ding, 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 uh, ding. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably in the works. But I would try to ask, like, some Wall Street dudes. I'd be like, oh, let me go on a day where it's going to be, like, a, where we already know where it's going to be a nice day on Wall Street. I don't want to go ring the bell and then lose 500 points. How do you know that? I feel like sometimes they know. I guess, but I don't think you have the stock market crash. Here's the guys that know, the crooks. The criminals. Because they sell <laughs> before it happens. <laughs> they do have that thing every once in a while. I Google like um, Dow Jones futures mm-hmm. to see what they predict is going to sure. It's going to open it. Here's the thing. Yeah. If you could find that out with Google that easily then everyone would be able to predict what's going to happen. Well, they just I, I think that just looks at like how the other stock markets are trading no, at the time, and they predict this is what it looks like we're going right. to open up. Now, it could change as soon as it opens up exactly. at that. It could change in a second. Exactly right. That's why you got to call your guy, Guy Adami. Yeah. To find out, what's the deal? He never gives me real why information. I still want to talk to him. I don't, well, he doesn't give stock advice. No, That's no, I don't problem. want advice. I still want answers because I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand what causes stock prices to tumble like, based well, on one stupid report. Right. They'll be like, uh, uh, the Dow Jones lost 700 points today because three less people bought iPads. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Just because the iPads? That's a bit extreme, but your point's not all that it far off. It is weird stuff. Where be like, yes, it is. It could be one big company like Apple. They'd yep. be like, mm, they're, uh, the Apple sold less iPhones in India. Like, what? whoa. Right. Or Apple's growth was 0.1% less than expected. Yeah. The Dow Jones down 4,000 points. <laughs> and your 401k sucks. <laughs> and that too, right. Yeah. All right, 517. We are just getting started. Uh, a very busy Wednesday morning for you. And then Boomer and Gio to carry you until 10 on the fan. All right, good morning to you on this Wednesday. Hope you have a nice day at work. Actually, we really don't care. We just want you to have a nice day overall. There you go, Jerry. Positivity. Positivity. Pass it forward. Uh, a fellow named Danny reached out to me to let me know it's the Staten Island Ferry Hawks now. I don't know if we use the different term for I them. call them the Staten Island Yankees. There you go. The Ferry Hawks. They're of the Independent League now, Jerry. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, and I did see video and photos of uh, Aaron Rodgers with Sauce Gardner yeah. at the uh, Knicks game. And Sauce Gardner wore a gigantic medallion that says Sauce. In case you didn't know it was him. I hear you. Big giant sauce gardener. Do you think the Nick legends that do go to these games, yeah. do you think they should wear their jerseys? No. That would be really cool. Well, on the baseline. Like, that would be intimidating. <laughs> jerseys and their shorts. Like Max Struess going up to shoot a free throw, and he's staring at John Starks in a <laughs> Starks jersey. <laughs> That's kind of on the baseline. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, like, oh, man, this is intimidating. <laughs> Patrick Ewing sitting there. Yeah, with the T-shirt <laughs> under the jersey, sweating. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'll be sweating if he's not playing. Oh, he's sweating, Jerry. He was a good sweater, though. Yeah. A couple more things related to Aaron Rodgers, if you don't mind. 
Aaron Rodgers did call into Pat McAfee yesterday, and he was talking about being here with the Jets. And he said, quote, I'm just pinching myself a lot a lot of the days. I can't believe it's real sometimes. It's been a dream for sure just to be here. I definitely definitely feel energized to be in the building. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. Like, why wouldn't he? And oh. I'll, I'll give you this example. And I and don't misunderstand what I'm All saying. Right. I'm not saying you're treated poorly here. You're not. You're treated very well here. But let's say you were having disagreements on a daily basis with either Boomer Geo or Spike. And another radio station came courting you when your contract was up. And you decided to to leave here and go there. And when you showed up, it was as if God walked through the building. And everything that that station did was catered to what you wanted. And you were allowed to bring Eddie with you. And all of a sudden, you got to make decisions. And they bowed down to everything you wanted to do. And your word was the law. Like, would you not think that that's a great situation for you to be in? Like, would it be energizing? Yes, it would. Yeah, but right, that's what I mean. I know it's weird, though. Sometimes you hear guys, and it's never, I guess it's it's not a, a top guy like Aaron Rodgers, but you do hear from guys that go from, that that where things don't work out with their team they've been with for a long time, they go somewhere else, and they're still always talking about, um, it almost seems like I'm here, Almost like they're not happy to be in the new place, right? Because things went poor. They want to be in the old place, but things went poorly, not, and now they're here. In this case, he's taking it in the other direction. Yes, he seems very happy to be here. He's being, he's probably being treated as if he is the savior of this franchise, and everybody wants him. He's showing up at these places and you know standing ovations. Like it's got to be a great stroke to your ego, as they say. Then I loved this uh, this quote or or discussion that Aaron Rodgers said. I want to see where you feel about this too, Jerry. This just seems like a, a life situation Uh-oh. thing, right? He said, 18 years in the same spot. You kind of get used to everything. And everything is the same old, same old in a lot of ways, which has its beauty for sure. But with everything new and embracing the change and things that aren't as comfortable as they used to be, it's been a lot of fun. I'm sure it has been. That goes back to what I just said to you. If you were in a different city with different people and a different atmosphere around you, everything changes. There is something to be said for comfort. Yeah. And they always go like this. You got to get out of your comfort zone. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right here at old comfort zone city. They go, in order to grow, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You've grown just fine. I'm growing just fine over here. Yes, I'm like a are. potted plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be moved. It, well, what does it say about, let's see, I'm 27 years. What are you, Eddie? 32? 33? 32, yeah. So Eddie's 32 years. No, 34. 34 years here. Oh, I'm like 20, 16, 17. I'm 26 years. I'll be, 26. Uh, I'll be 27 years. Yeah. Yes. And you are what? 15, 16, 17? Yeah. Yep. I guess we're really not the ones to uh, ask about that. <laughs> it is. Like, I can still remember uh, coming here of 16 years ago, whichever it was. And he's right. Like, sometimes, like, you take for granted, I know where the coffee is. I know. Of course. I know. Uh, how to navigate the bathroom situation. You know, if I need to fill out a form, I know where to go. Yeah. Did you feel like a conquering hero when Chernoff walked you into the WFA newsroom in the basement in Astoria? I did. I'm like, look at me. Show me around, Mark. I remember him walking you through. Yeah. I remember him walking Craig through. I, I actually remember that day. I don't remember yeah. him walking you through. I do remember him introducing Craig to everybody. I can't even imagine now them going, uh, you want to come work at a place in Queens? I'd be like, Queens? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You have changed over the years. Yeah, I've gotten much. My Worse. world has gotten smaller. Your, your next move is the rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My world has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Yes, it has. I'm well aware. And it's still too big, Jerry. No, it's not. Stop it. Stop it. Stop so it. So I do understand. I bet you there are as part of Aaron Rodgers that is like, you know, like everything is new. Where do yeah. you, like, you've been in a place for 18 years. Now he's going to be like, okay, where am I moving? Mm-hmm. Which part of New Jersey am yeah. I in? I, I say to Kim all the time, like the idea of, we always, I always joke about Arizona or something. The idea of moving somewhere else is very inviting. Just to change up the routine and change up, like your life is, I would think, still going to be 
with the kids and everything, all that stuff I think stays the same, but where you go is different. Your sights are different. And they're only different for a little while because you get very used to it. But there's something exciting about going somewhere else. They're really, that's why for me, I say 26, 27 years, but along the way, I did work at MLB.com, Rutgers, Columbia, the Cowboy job. Like There have been things for me that have excited me in that way Even to a like certain extent. When I moved down to Bradley Beach, simple things like, wait, where do I go food shopping now? Yeah. Well, when you move into a place, it's always fun when you got to paint the wall. And it sounds stupid, but when you want to make the place look the way you want it to make it look, and when you're setting up the, the living room in a certain way, and all of a sudden it's a different environment, it's cool. It is cool, but then in other times when you think about moving, you go, oh, that well, sounds it's a like pain. a nightmare. I got to change my address everywhere. Yeah. N- new electric bills sent. I learned this a long time ago. You can't build a wall at one time. What does that mean? Brick by brick, Al. Brick by brick. You do one task at a time, and at the end, they'll all be completed. I see. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, uh, I guess I'm more of a comfort zone guy. You're kidding, really? <laughs> you? <laughs> here, do, just doing a little self-analysis over here. <laughs> I've but, never met someone more that doesn't want to be uncomfortable than you. Yeah, why do they say, like, you have to get out of your comfort zone? Uh, you don't have to. You that's don't, right? just, That's like one of these new... And, you think they said that in 1954? <laughs> That's one of these, I, you know, everybody's a public speaker now and a yeah. motivational Motivation. speaker. So it's just different ways to get you moving in a different direction. Mm-hmm. That's the, it's the same thing as people that end up getting fired from their jobs and four months later tell you, you know what? Had to bet on myself. Well, yeah. you got fired, actually. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't have bet on yourself. You didn't quit, right. And boy, it's great to be free. Well, it worked out for you. For the other eight people that got fired that are on food stamps, it's not so great. So it's like anything. It, whatever works for you. Right. Doesn't mean sometimes you don't need to kick in the ass. I do think you do, and you can use that, but it's not one size fits all. A comfort zone kick in the ass. Yeah, I mean, if you will. But it's what you want. Like, are you happy doing the same exact thing day after day? I don't think I am. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You're not helping the conversation. Like, I actually, I think I'm in a spot now. Or I'm doing the same thing every day. I don't want to be, yet I don't want to change. So I'm in a really weird. Why don't you just start? A, why don't you? You're 53 now. Go play pickleball. I'm then not go meet play some new people. Pickleball. Why not? I don't. Not interested. Then go play golf. You've got all the time in the world. Go I don't join really the country have all the time. club. You people, do. I don't. You do. We all have the same amount of time. Oh my god. We do. And Everyone we always thinks I have all this free time. You leave here at 10.30 in the morning. Okay, but I don't stay up till 10 o'clock at night. I'm still going to bed. You get home at 11.30 in the morning. I get home at 12. Okay, fine. 12. I eat my lunch. I walk my dog. Again, there are... You can get a dog walker. But... You can to walk a dog? No, to... That's why you have a dog. To free up a little bit of time that's available to you. To go do something for you. Well, I have other time to walk the dog, but I'm just saying I don't have these endless and endless hours. Like to go play pickleball, but I don't want to play pickleball. I'm saying to have a hobby, to do something different. I'm trying to help you. You're the one telling me that you're not happy. No, no. There's this perception that I have 20 free hours a day versus everybody else. We all have 24 hours in a day. I did not say you have 20 free hours. I said you have all the time in the world compared to most people. That is a fact. Not a fact. It is a fact. I have the same most amount of people, time. Most people 53 have yeah. children. Okay. Most people 53 are also- married that are responsible to do other things. Most people that are 53, and my, myself, I'm with you in this category. Most people that are 53 have a crappy commute, work a nine-hour day, and have a crappy commute home during daytime hours. Mm-hmm. You and I don't have that. We've got plenty of time during the day to do things. I also watch House Hunters, and people are like, I don't want to extend my commute. I already drive 12 minutes to work. Well, that's in Mobile, Alabama. I'm talking about where we live in this crappy area. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yes. I'm saying I I have other responsibilities. I mean, I do have uh, a a dog to take care of. I do have to eat lunch and eat dinner and take a shower and, and go through sports news. I don't have endless hours of nothingness. Just keep talking. You're making my point. I don't. You do. So you I do, can say though. the same thing for you. You have the same hours. I'm not I complaining. 
You're the one saying you want to do other things and you're not happy. But you're saying I have endless hours as if I'm I'm the first person to say I get home at 1140 in the morning. Yeah. I'm good until 3 o'clock. Now, things pick up for me at 3 o'clock, but I've got three and a half hours every day. I can do whatever the hell I want. Now, these days, I'm choosing to sleep because my sleep at night is horrific. But I got, if I want to go like today, I'm going to go do a little exercise at 12 o'clock. Then I'm going to go work on the fields. My choice because I have the free time to do it. Right. Most people don't. They're at an, they're in an office building somewhere. Right, but but those people have hours after those. They're not getting up at two a.m. I'm not arguing with you. No, but you're acting like you're people t- who have nine to five jobs. What have I'm zero saying free to you time. is you it's have the, the time. time to do stuff. It's just time shifted. It's just shifted. So people might it watch, is shifted. People might watch. Correct. So, right. They get home and at seven o'clock at night they put the TV they on watch until midnight. They watch television until ten or eleven o'clock. I'm not arguing that point. I'm saying if you really want to change your routine, you've got time to change your routine. Right. That's I didn't true. bring other people into the mix. You did. The dog is stopping me. Yes, from, it is. The dog has actually but put that's me in a I further tell, box. But that's where I tell you, if you really want to go do something different, hire the dog walker three days a week so that you take that responsibility off your plate. But then my guilt is, it's like hiring a baby. Like, the dog is alone all day long. Now I'm going to go home and leave the dog alone all day long again to Maybe go Maybe the dog's excited to see someone else twice a week. Changes the dog's routine I guess. a little bit. This dog has put me in a prison. <laughs> I was well, already in a prison myself. At- I've put myself in a bigger prison by getting a dog. Your sentence will end in about eight years. I want a uh, scared straight program. But instead of you bring uh, high school kids to jail to show them they don't want to be there, you talk to me before you get a dog. You hear? Most people like the animals. I couldn't believe Jill got a dog. I was like, oh, my God. They love it. I know, but he's got his wife doesn't yes, work. That is true. They get all the free time in the world to walk you the You need dog, to talk to single yard. people that don't want the right. dog. Or, or on the fence. Here's what I need to talk to. If you live in an apartment or condo and you don't have a fenced-in yard and it, you have weird hours. It's difficult. Don't get a dog. Very difficult. Just telling you. All right, 538. When we come back, we'll get back to some other stuff. Maybe more Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Knicks. And, uh, oh, the Yankees actually won a game last night. That and more. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All right, quarter to six. Wake up. That's what we say on this lovely Wednesday. I feel like the Mets, you never remember the Munsters, Jerry? They never play. Yeah, remember the, I don't know if you remember the Munsters. I do. We would watch it when we were sick. Of uh, course. Not going to school. Yeah. And the Munsters always had like a cloud uh, and rain <laughs> That's funny over you their say car. That. So I recorded a uh, update for WCBS 880 this morning, and I said the storm clouds continue to follow the Mets. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I know. Now they play two today because they didn't play again yesterday. In Detroit this time. In Detroit, yeah. Well, we knew. You said that yesterday when we were talking about the pitchers, about Lucchese. Well, you're going to start, but probably not going to play. So he'll he'll start this afternoon now. Right. So now the Mets are in Detroit. They get a doubleheader. It's 140 and 640. What do they call it, Jerry? Split doubleheader? That's a split doubleheader. Split doubleheader. Max Scherzer will pitch in the night game, Mm -hmm. 640. And then we will get Justin Verlander tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully. How about that? If he doesn't get hurt between yeah, I'm now looking forward and to then. It. Just, I don't know. I hate doubleheader days Me in too. terms of what we do. Yeah, it's and like, also, it, neither game feels 100% like the team for whatever reason. Like, because I feel like you're splitting guys. You're you're making moves in the first game based on, based that on you what's going to happen in the next game. second game. Yeah. I don't like it. And you're I know right. both teams are in the same situation. But I don't like it. And it's also, you know, we t- and I know they get paid a lot of money, but it's also like you hear, oh, the rain- game's rained out. But like Buck Showalter said, that's still a work day for them. Like they were still at the park. They still had to get up, go there, and then hover around, go through their routine. You never know if it stops. You have to play. You might not have. You're still there for hours and yes. hours. It's not like, hey, guys, it's going to rain today. We're canceled. And we're going to hang enjoy. out and we're going to go to the mall in Detroit. Right. That, that, they might go to the mall, but not until it's actually canceled. How about, by the way, how about this this matchup? If I would have told you the matchup of first place teams, the Rays beat the Pirates. (laughs) Isn't that something? That's what interleague baseball is all about. Rays, Pirates. (laughs) Catch it. That was last night. Tampa beat Pittsburgh 4-1. So that was kind of funny. 
That is, now there's a World Series I'd love to see in a couple months. You know who doesn't want to see that? Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're looking live at oh Pittsburgh. My, could you imagine For that being a World Series? Pirates Rays. That'd be Holy awesome. smokes. That would be brutal. Now the Yankees did win yesterday, Jerry. We got Garrett Cole on the mound. And what'd you say? He's a, what do they call that? A stop. He's a gap. stopper, although stopper. they were losing 2 nothing. They were losing 2 nothing, And he didn't get the win. Yeah, those felt like cheap runs for whatever reason. Like Fair. Yeah. But he still left and they weren't winning. So, Wandy Peralta gets the win. I Yeah, I understand. It's funny, too, watching um, the strikeouts, some of the strikeouts Garrett Cole had. The batters look, they're looking at the ump like, what are you calling? These are balls right down the middle. Now, there's movement to them, yes. But they are landing right over the plate. Yeah. And they're looking like, that's a ball. That's not a ball. There what was, are you looking at? There was, it's funny you bring this up. There was one sequence. I think they pronounced his name Bybee. Not Bibby. The pitcher? The Bybee. The uh, Yeah, so he's a 24-year-old rookie. I, I knew I had never heard of him before yesterday. And there was one sequence. I don't remember who the batter was. Maybe it was the, I think it was the inning he got hit with the line drive. Did you see that? No. That was, oof. So he gets hit in the fifth inning of the game, a comebacker that hits him right, not in his throwing hand, but his glove hand, knocks the glove off, and then he goes and picks up the ball and throws it in the right field by mistake. <laughs> But, I mean, this line drive was hit right back at him. Uh, Might have been Calhoun, but I'm not sure. But there were, in that at-bat or the previous at-bat, there were two pitches that hit right on the line. Like, And he thought the umpire called it a strike. And he gets the ball back, and he's like, wait, what? Ball, okay, next pitch, right on the line on the other side of the plate. Umpire called it a ball. And he's just, like, looking at the umpire like, like, what's a strike? I was with him in that case. It's, it's too tight. Come on. Yeah, I don't like a tight Stupid. strike zone. It's, 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 the strike zone is small enough as it is for these major leaguers. When you're hitting the corners, call the damn strike. Yes, call the strikes. But, yeah, then he got hit with a line drive. And he stayed in the game. Tough guy. Terry Francona came out. He's like, I'm good. And how are you pronouncing his last name? I think they were, uh, when I was watching the game, Bybee. Bybee. So Bybee yesterday, Bieber today. Bybee, Bybee and Bieber. And Bieber. <laughs> Bybee, Bieber, Bieber, Bieber. And then Clark Schmidt's pitching. I feel like he just pitched. Uh, he did four days ago. Oh. <laughs> five That's days four ago. Four days, you're telling me? Four or five days, yes. Every fifth day. That's now, what the starters do. Uh, Calhoun hit a home run yesterday, so we got a new John Sterling call, which I assume we'll hear later on today. Uh, we will, because not only did he hit a home run, he hit a big home run. A big home run. It was the go-ahead home run. So he had Volpe and Calhoun with home runs. The, yes. the big Yankee power bats. That is correct. That's, well, that's what we're dealing with right now yes yeah that is true so yeah i will give you that uh, that home run you will hear at 625 perfect i also saw that the jets declined makai becton's fifth year option which i guess that wasn't a surprise correct it was not a surprise and then when you read the article it goes on to say all the issues he's had staying on the field it's like eh, i get it so that means just after this season he becomes a free agent yeah he's with the team this year it's kind of like daniel jones remember the giants didn't pick up their option on him yeah then you got to make a decision. You're going to give him a long-term contract, or is he going to go be a free agent? And the Giants gave him a nice big contract. But for Makai Becton, he will have to prove himself. He's going to have to earn year. it. Like he's yeah. got to play. Now, by the way, I think even this year it's thirteen million. If yeah, I was no, reading correctly, he's not poor. Yeah, I love that when they go. You expect this guy to play for thirteen million? Well, but that's that's also the conversation with these guys when they get the. The franchise tag. I understand they didn't get their $190 million. Yeah. But, you know, like Kirk Cousins back in the day. Boy, can't get a contract. He's just going to have to play for that $32 million. <laughs> How about this? Eat it. <laughs> How about that, Kirk Cousins? Go get Eat a 9-to-5 job and make seventy five grand. Yeah. Like, I love how these guys think it's like their God-given right to make $200 million. Ugh. <laughs> and then I saw the Packers uh, had to pay up uh, Jordan Love. Yeah. Why? He's done nothing. Well, I even saw the Packers that Gutenkust say something like, uh, that's a lot of money for a guy who wasn't playing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's $22 million. Based on what exactly? To $22 million, A one-year extension for Jordan Love and the Packers. Worth up to $22 million right. with 13, 13 guaranteed. guaranteed. Yes. Damn. For a guy who wasn't played. Yeah. <laughs> going right, I suppose. That's what happens when they sit you on the bench for a number of years. They okay. owe you some cash. What if he sucks this year? He might suck this year. He might. Year. You've no idea. Because that team might not be very good, whether right. it's his doing or not. Not going to have a whole hell of a lot of help you might not think. No, they are not. Jerry, you mentioned uh, pickleball earlier. 
I did see Charles Barkley had a hot take about pickleball. He said it's for old people. Agreed. That's not a young man's sport. That's an old man and old woman's sport. It's I a agree. bunch of old people. But, I mean, if you if young people like it, though, that's great. I do think it was started for older people. Yeah. Less movement. You're still moving. You're still exercising 100%, but it's not like you're sprinting. It's not like you're playing, you know, flag football like we'll be doing tomorrow. It's not like you're playing tennis with a much bigger surface. Still fun. Like in my town, the town next to me, they put it right near the shuffleball courts. Yeah, where old people or are. shuffle. What do you, shuffle, not shuffle Shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. Yeah, not, not shuffle, shuffle ball. Shuffleboard courts, because they like, old people already know to go over to that area. Let's put the pickleball there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Gia will be in studio. Boomer will follow. And then a big Wednesday program on the fan. Right now, Odyssey sportsman at Amy Lawrence gets who she's talking about. Aaron Rodgers. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Oh, yeah, you got 17 seconds. I'll go. <laughs> WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.